1: Welcome back to Rabbit Noise on Rabbit Radio. My guest on the program now is the one and only Igor Cavalera. How's it going tonight, man?
0: Great, great. How's it going?
1: Yeah, really good, dude. Really good. It's uh, great to uh, catch up with you. So the new Cavalera Conspiracy album, Pandemonium, is a very different album from uh, the previous two as it's faster and more aggressive. Uh, Was that the plan when you were going into it?
0: Not really. I I have to say that we didn't have... Any kind of plans on how this album would sound and or even the direction for it, and it it did happen. Once we record the first two or three songs, I remember me and Max looking back at each other and going like, "Let's keep doing this, you know, this fast thing. It's it's really feels really good." And of course, we had some demos and stuff that were going back and forth. So we tried to pick as much of the fast stuff from the demos, and then at the end. When we looked, the whole album was, was more based on, on the kind of like the vibe, more aggressive, more fast. So it did happen in the studio. It was not something that we planned before. That's
1: cool, man. Uh, it's a great album to drive to. I've got to say that. So, how's the writing process for uh, Cavalier Conspiracy? Is it usually just uh, you and Max in a room getting together?
0: No, not really. It, 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 it starts with a few demos that me and Max we exchange. And it's very simple stuff with just some riffs and some, some beats. And then when we go in the studio, we try to turn those demos into songs. But at the same time that we were writing, we are recording. So I have to say that it's quite fast and quite different than what I have done in the past, where I would go into a studio and then rehearse the songs until it was done and then only then record. With Cavalier, is different. We just go in and we record as we write, and it's pretty much capturing that first uh, vibe of it. So it's it's quite fun to do it too.
1: You can definitely feel that kind of spontaneous energy in there.
0: And then also, I think it's you know it has to do also with the engineer. You know, John Gray, he was really good capturing that because sometimes you, you can play live in a room. And it will not sound, it, it would sound some kind of uh, separated. But he, he kept it really, really well in the sense that it does feels like there's a live band playing in the record rather than a bunch of uh, different put, things put together like a collage. Not a lot of bands do that these days, do they? I don't know, man. I have to say that I keep hearing different stories about bands, even like crazy stuff. Like I heard that there's a metal band that would record their stuff slow and then speed things up so it would sound very tight and and those kind of things they're, they're you know they're crazy for me i i think it, the coolest thing is it's it's the live performance rather than you know sounding perfect and then when you go play live you're a complete fiasco you know so i don't really understand certain ways of uh, recording yeah, neither do I. <laughs> but that does sound pretty crazy, like uh, speeding things up. It sound like everything, it sounded like chipmunks. Yeah, but it's not even like it, it, they do in a way that you, you, it doesn't really uh, affect the tuning of it. So it does, you know, it makes it perfect. But then again, this band is in a lot of trouble when they're going to play their show, you know. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. <laughs> So you were saying before you, met, you live
1: in uh, England now. Do, do you guys, uh, you know, when you're preparing for uh, Cavalier Conspiracy, album, do you do you send ideas to each other beforehand before you head into the yeah. studio?
0: Yeah, we definitely do that. You know, Max usually send me a bunch of riffs, stuff that he does at his home, like really, really uh, simple, like. Uh, with uh, some drum machines recording just to keep the tempo. And then sometimes I send him some beats that I work in the studio. And that's how it's the early beginning of of any Cavalera record.
1: Do you usually write and record more songs than what end up on the album?
0: Not really. I mean, there's ideas. There's tons of ideas that don't make it to the album. But the songs itself, I would say that, that, you know, Everything we we did in the studio ended up being in the album. There was no nothing left out, you know.
1: As I was saying before, each Cavalier album it seems to have its own style and and sound. Where where do you think you guys would go next for say album number four? Have you got an idea or?
0: Actually, I have to say that in the last tour I did, me and Max we spoke a bit about the the new Cavalera how we wanted somehow you know to to do it. And, we also been speaking about doing a project, just me and him, as, as like just drums and guitars and, and vocals. So those things are always popping up in our, in our heads, you know. So, but we don't know. That's the, also the cool thing about it. Until we get to the studio, we don't know how it's going to be, how it's going to sound or how it's going to end up. We have a lot of ideas. And, and from those ideas, when we get to the studio, they become songs.
1: That's awesome man cuz it's really seems like you guys work spontaneously and you don't pigeonhole yourself like you go in there with sort of just a clean slate and and uh let your imagination run wild that's that's really cool man.
0: Yeah and it, it I mean to do that also I have to say it, it does you need to be very connected with the with the person to be able to do those things in a more spontaneous way. You do need to have a a really strong musical connection so so you can really push each other at the spot to do things rather than than you know just wait for things to happen i guess
1: being your brother too you guys have been jammed together for for years and years you know you, you'd probably know how each other work
0: yeah that that also it, it is a big part of it you know, i have to say that you know we do have <laughs> certain chemistry that it's it's very uh very easy to work with each other in the sense that we don't need to talk too much. We just look at each other and we know exactly where we wanted to go with certain things, you know, live and in the studio. It's, it's an amazing thing about music. Hey, how just, yeah,
1: it's, it's like how you can communicate without words.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that we learned very early, you know, when we started with Sepultura back in when we were 14, 13 years old, you know, that's, that's how, how we used to connect, you know, and, and, put our energy into the music.
1: Well, you keep yourself busy musically uh, with, you know, your other project, Mixhell, which is more electronic. How did your fascination start with, uh, like, electronic music?
0: Well, actually, I have to say that I've always been very fascinated with with different ways of drumming, and electronic things always attracted me from the early, like, industrial days, you know, like bands like Godflesh or, or Ministry... And then nowadays, what I do with Mixel, they, they still influenced by that. It's not something that I just wake up and, and woke up and, and I was like, I have to do this Mixel thing. It was something that over the years, I was trying to find certain ways and certain people that I could do something like this, like a, something that it was different musically, but also represent a lot of my research as, as a drummer, as, as with drum beats and things like that.
1: When you go and work on a Mixel, the, the project or you're writing songs for that? How do you usually approach that compared to what you would with you
0: know Cavalera? It's a, I have to say that it's very different because the way I write music with Mix Hell it's usually it's me and my wife and she does a lot of the sense and a lot of the studio work so it, it's a bit more uh, less like what we're talking about less about being a band live. And more about cutting a lot of stuff and, and trying different things, different sounds, until we find something that it's more like a song. So it, it's more like a studio work rather than a live performance. And then later on, we, we try to recreate those things live. But it, it, they're very different from each other, like what I do with Cavalera and Mix Hell even in the studio. I really dig the
1: Mixhell stuff as well because, you know, I, I've come from a, a background where it's industrial, like as you mentioned before, like a uh, ministry and and things like that. So I can definitely hear that in there and I really I really like it. I guess it's it must be uh, pretty amazing for you to be able to experiment with both sides of, of the coin, really, hey?
0: Yeah, I mean, and also I have to say it's very special because we do have, you know the chance to collaborate with certain people like like Greg from a Dillinger's Capeland with Mixhell it makes the the project very uh very open also in the sense that it's it, it's not one style of music it's even hard sometimes for for us to put a label on what we do with Mixhell we know it's electronic uh, influence, but it's it's hard to pin one style to it. It's many styles. So that's one of the things that I find that it's very special about it.
1: Yeah, I found that too, listening to it. And it's, yeah, it's very open to, to interpretation as well. So, yeah, it's really cool, man. Well, my band actually played with you guys uh, in Brisbane back in uh, 2012. And it, it was such a memorable show for me personally. And it was great sharing the stage with you guys. Do you have one show or two or throughout your career that's gone down as the most memorable?
0: It's hard. You know, I have to say we're really lucky that we had lots of those, you know, rather than just picking up one or I don't know. There's so many good shows in, 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 in our, when I look back in our history from Cavalera Conspiracy to Mix Hell to Sepultura. It's like a it seems like I have a big collection of good shows, you know, and that's that's priceless. I have to say because it, it does means a lot to me.
1: Do you reckon you'll ever like release a book telling the stories about your tours and things like that yourself?
0: I don't know. Uh, that's the I, Max just released his, and it, it's, yeah. it's really cool to see his vision on the whole, his side of the story. It's, it's really cool. But for me, I haven't really had any any ideas of on doing that. You know, maybe in the future. I would, you know, but nowadays I have no no desire on, on putting out a book or, or a documentary or anything like that. But maybe in the future it will be something that I, I would, you know, focus on because it is a, quite a cool story, I have to say.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. And I, I'd be, be definitely keen to uh, see or hear whatever you've got to put together because that would be cool. Um, can we expect to see uh, you guys tour down here in the near future?
0: I hope, man. That's, that's part of the, the big plan. It's to make it 2015, a lot of uh, touring with Cavalera and uh, hopefully Australia will be part of this for sure because we, we had a really good time last time we were there.
1: Yeah, it was great, man. It was cool. I saw you at the Big Day Out and uh, then in Brisbane the night after. So that was, uh, it was cool. Two, two different sets. It was, it was really fun, man. Nice. Well, uh, so what's next for Cavalera Conspiracy uh, apart from, you know, big year of touring?
0: That's it, you know, like putting out the, the record, then doing lots of shows with it. And then I think that's it for, for our next year and in the closer future. What it looks like, it's, it's going to be a lot of work. Awesome, man. Well, uh, I really
1: wish you dudes the best and hopefully we'll see you guys next year. So we're going to go to the track Bonsai Kamikaze from Pandemonium now. Thanks so much for hanging us with us tonight, Igor, and, uh, hopefully see you guys soon. Thank-
0: Yeah, thank you very much, man. Thanks for the support. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your EVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with EVIC and Harris Teeter Fuel Points.